What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wits End Podcast. I'm your host, Devin, alongside my co-host, Joe, the show, and let's just get right into it. Into what? There are some awful, bad parents out there. <laughs> there is. There definitely is. I think that, you know, there's, we could go down a million roads with that, but I think it starts at home. You know, that's the biggest, Ooh. biggest thing, you know, from, you know, technology. I, I mean, I guess to say there, start technology, look at phones. I mean, look at the, the stuff that comes across these phones and you say bad parenting and people could argue bad parenting or not, but it is a bad parent because they're not involved in the kid's life enough to even limit or restrict the stuff. And we're not talking about 18, 19, 20 year olds. We're talking like kindergartners carrying cell phones to school. 10 year olds. Playing Fruit Ninja. Yeah, I'm not knocking parents. You know, if a kindergartner carrying his phone to school, it's like I got bigger stuff to worry about than that. But it is, there is a thing there's kind of like, and I'm not trying, trying to tell people how to parent their kids' days because I think there's, you know, because of the world we live in and technology, it's nice to have, it's nice to have that stuff. You know, uh, there's a time and place for it. I'm not going to say or knock a parent again for letting their little kid take it. But, you know, as these kids become, you know, adolescents, you know, stuff like that, it's the, I guess what I would have an issue with, again, not my kids, not my big concern, but it's the stuff that they're exposed to at a young age on those things. Uh, well, yeah, it, it comes down to a parent not caring enough about how that can affect that child. You know, it may be legal to let your child watch the R-rated film, but that doesn't mean the child needs to watch the R-rated film. Uh, you know, it's legal to do a lot of things, but it doesn't exactly make it morally right. And I kind of look at, you know, some of the biggest areas as far as fundamentals of what family time kind of means. You know, obviously, first and foremost is eating dinner or lunch, breakfast, whatever, as a family. Very hard to see that nowadays just because there's great television on, you know, and, and documentaries and TV shows that just are gripping. They're so not why great. would you? They're not that great eat at a wooden table when you, you can know, sit in the It's a matter of, I think, parents chair. need to install these things in their kids. It's why the families are broken is because there is no, there is no family time. You know, the only family time is, you know, you know I can't even really honestly give an example of one, but, you know, in my house, you know, at dinner time, I understand breakfast, hard getting ready for school and stuff like that. Lunch, obviously, kids are at school, I'm at work, you know, whatever. But at dinner time, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Your butt's in this house. You sit down at the, you know, at the table as a family and you eat. And there's no media. There's no television. There's no cell phones. That that stuff can wait. The world can shut down for 20 or 30 minutes. You'll be okay. I've been doing it for 40 years. I'm still alive. It's fine. And so that's a small thing. But if parents can't even control that and even have that, much less the other stuff that, that's coming through technology and you know i could say cell phones i could say video games there's a bunch of things there but things through technology if they can't even control their kids at a dinner table my lands i know they ain't controlling this other stuff because there's all types of crap that's on tv that's just as bad as the stuff they're seeing there's all types of subliminal messages you look at some of this stuff that's on you know the tv well you know my kid they won't get in well they buy into this you know, hollywood puts this crap on here on purpose it's not an accident you know, there's that stupid red panda show that's out. You know, bottom line of it is, people disagree with me or not on my stance on abortion, 
But the bottom line of it is, it doesn't matter if I'm pro-life or pro-choice, we don't need that crap pushing people's agendas on our little kids. And you're referring to, just to make sure I understand you correctly, you're referring to the part in that movie where, <clears throat> not part, but just kind of one of the general themes is that she's rebelling against her parents. Well, there's a couple of things in there, but to me, told. you know, with it, it does it to me, it's irrelevant of of which specific part of which specific program. Yeah, I could give specifics on that. I could give specifics under the new, you know, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. There's there's all types of there, and that's not the one. There's little Disney cartoons. Just it doesn't matter what the specific example is. I'm not trying to take away from what you're saying, but it's the crap that's on our social media, that's on the television, that's on our technology. You know. The biggest thing their technology they've got this crap outside influenced on all angles at our kids much less adults adults like oh it's cute because you're stupid you know that's the bottom line you're dumb if you think that's cute and they're not influencing your friend you know your kids you're ignorant and you're dumb bottom line because it's proven that they did this stuff years ago in tv and they still do they drop little things in there that you technically don't really see but your brain catches it and and they they implant these things so that's not a that's not a new thing. That, that's stuff that's been out there for a long time. And so, you know, again, I know that's a long statement to get to where I was at, but if you're not even controlling your kid sitting at a dinner table, you know, you're not gonna, you know, when it comes to other things, that just tells, then I think that's bad parenting. You know, they need to have control over the crap that these kids are seeing. Well, uh, I, I guess what I would kind of say to that specifically would be, as a parent, if you're giving your child uh, a device or technology that is capable of doing advanced things, then you need to show them kind of the guidelines of how to use it, but especially in today's world, because it'd be one thing if it was just school fights and you know some pretty girl or jock football player highlights, you know, but it, it's really, I feel like what a lot of these kids are seeing nowadays is divisive content, you know, whether it's racist cops, you know, killing a, a minority or corruption in the, in the government, Republicans versus Democrats. And so at a young age, you know, like they aren't even seeing real unity that if you were to walk up to somebody, you would know immediately that there's a lot more in people that connects us than divides us regardless of whether you may disagree on abortion or gay rights, uh, Republican or Democrat, you know, you can disagree on all of those things, but we can both agree that people should have good quality of life, uh, have the ability to raise a family, you know, live in a home of their own, maybe drive a nice car or own a business, you know, people should be, be allowed to have those opportunities and in that, I think a lot of people can agree with those kind of statements more so than I hate this person because they like Joe Biden or Donald Trump. You know, all social media does, yeah, but you're, you're kind of long-winded there, to be honest with you. The social media influences pretty much everything you said. Yeah. Definitely. And the thing of it is with social media Indeed. technology is there's a big percentage of people that will hide behind social media. They're, they're different people. There's two di people have split personalities in today's society. Yeah. You've got the real person 
and then you have this person that's hides behind Facebook, Instagram, you know, whatever. Instagram, not so much, but these other ones where they can blast people, you know. But if they were face to face, they wouldn't do that. You know, they're going to cower down, you know, or they're going to keep their mouth shut, which a lot of times that's probably the best case scenario, you know. And, and I understand having a voice, but it, there shouldn't be anything, anything in the world that if you don't have the balls to save somebody's face, then keep your mouth shut and don't be saying it on the Internet. You know, uh, to kind of piggyback off of that point, too, I remember watching Catfish whenever I was in high school and being blown away by, like, the cover-ups and fake profiles that people would create to waste people's lives. <laughs> but, I don't know, I'm sure it still is a relevant show to some degree, but not like it was. And I feel like that's because everyone kind of acknowledges that there is two different realities. And that, you know, you could look this way, but then after you apply some filters and uh, pose with a, a couple other people, you know, all of a sudden you're a completely different person. And that can be good in some ways until the tide kind of turns eventually, like it does on everyone, and you have to face trial and tribulation and real adversity. Yeah, that crap happens all the time. Uh, you should, good point, because you get on the internet, and I'll, I'll tell you what happens. And, and I can't vouch for everybody, male or female, either way, but they got these Facebook profiles and Instagram profiles, and like, man, that person looks good. And then you meet them in real life, and I'm like, yeah, what in the heck? They look like I a mean, catfish. It's like, you know, I'm not saying they switched to male or female or something else, but I'm like, that's a lot of makeup. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and it's the same person that's fake. So I, can, I, can, I mean, it's it's yeah. bad. But you, you, what you're saying with that is, you know, that that's the thing. You can take these social media things, you can make, you can make almost like a new identity. Huh. And the thing of it is, with kids, because you know, bad parenting, I guess per se, with kids, that's the stuff they're exposed to, and it's almost like they idolize it, like they look up to it, because that's what's in society. You know, you know, I'm not trying to rehash other things we've talked about necessarily today, but you look at some of the the gay pride movements, you know, the the BLM movements and all this stuff. Most of those people don't care. They don't really have a voice in it to begin with. But now since it's on social media, oh, they gotta have a voice all of a sudden. Those people sit in their freaking house. They don't do nothing. They don't care that they don't care about the black community. They don't care about the Asian community or any other community. But now that it's on social media and there's all of a sudden a bigger cause, they want to jump on that bandwagon. Take them off social media, they don't care. And it's the same thing with the LBGTQ community. They only care when it benefits them to have a voice all of a sudden and bash people through that, but now you can go to these events, stuff like that, those people ain't there. If that was the case, there would be thousands and hundreds of thousands of people at these things. They don't care. They only use it for through the, the, the clout and stuff or whatever off, you know, the famous, whatever word you want to throw in there, the attention, which I think is the younger generation's attention, is because they're not getting attention from home from their parents. Well, and not to stray too far off of the topic of bad parents, but you know, you were talking about doing things basically for attention because it's popular. And I was hearing about a, a news story that with the World Cup that's going on in Qatar or whatever, the FIFA World Cup, that there was six European international soccer teams. Because right now the, the big thing is gays, you aren't allowed to show love and support for gay people. You can't have the gay flag or any kind of LGBTQ material on you whenever you enter there. Like they had someone remove their collar, like the little tag on their collar, because it was a rainbow, even though nobody could see it, just to show you how far they're willing to take it. 
Anywho, so they made a, a post about it. Hey, you know, we're showing our support. There's a little armband that said one love. And the FIFA World Cup people, the rules and regulators said, no, nah, you can't do that. If you do, you're going to get issued a yellow card or whatever. So they decided not to wear it. And so it was kind of, to me, it showed immediately the kind of disparity of, you know, I want to signal to the world that, look at me, I'm wearing an armband to support gay people until it actually affects them and their performance and what they're capable of doing. Basically real sacrifice, like you're talking about, and then they want to, nah, I'm not in it. You see what I'm saying? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I do. I mean, the kid, it, this, we're specifically target, you know, we're talking about bad parents. Yeah, I get it. I mean, people will say one thing and they, they do another. It's but here's how, here's how it ties in with bad parents, though. Okay. You have a lot of parents out there that are doing the same thing, signaling for something like the LGBTQ stuff and saying that I'm not going gen- to assign a gender to my child or I'm going to put a, a binder on them until they decide what sex they want to be. You know, like that. Can you agree with me that that could be viewed as a bad parent? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, the, the thing of it is, if you got a penis or a boy, if you got a vagina or a girl, it's not too hard to figure out. What's Everybody wrong knows with being that. Gay? But the thing of it is, is when people's, you know, what having the, this crisis where they have to let their kids figure it out, uh, they, they, they're going to figure it out on their own. Um, but, you know, the, the parenting, you, you label them whatever you want. Bad parents. I don't know. Some people you could flip, spin that the opposite. A lot of people would probably say that's good parenting. You know, let them have their choice. Let them do this, and let them free to choose. The, you know that, and that's the problem because parents have been trained to a very strong level. Not everybody, but the society we live in, the kids are parenting the adults, and, and that's where everything's gone. Because kids have been taught at school that. Oh, well, this is what's norm. You know, if your parents don't do this, you know, you can call the cops. I mean, they, they teach the kids at school these days how to do, you know, to call into the cops and protective orders, what the parents can and can't do and all the other crap. And I don't buy into that nonsense. And, and it's parents that won't stand up to them. I have been, I have been into court two different, or court one different time because I had a judge specifically try to call my bluff and tell me how I'm going to parent. And you know what I did? I walked in that courtroom. Yeah, I was kind of bullheaded with it. But I was polite. I said, here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. You know what they did? Nothing. Because they can't. You operate with inside the law. You know, I've had another case where DHS comes in. You know, they're, as I, know, I was fostering kids. You know, I wouldn't spank in the foster kid, but it's just their general blanket. They have to go through their protocols and all this other crap early, you know, when you're starting out. And I told them straight up, just so you know, I spanked my kids, you know. And DHS's response to that was, that's fine. Mr. Witt, you can spank your kids, but you can't spank their foster kids. Okay. And I get that because those kids not to go off on foster kids or adopted kids or anything like that. But I understand they may come from abusive family and some of those things you need to handle differently besides spanking them kids. You know, you know, um, so I mean, I get that. But what I'm saying those two situations for is parents need to stand up for, for what's right. And, and two, you know, just because you spank your kids, it doesn't mean you're a child abuser. And I don't care if people agree with me on that or not. Because when I say spanking my kids, not if my, my, my kids say, huh, and I start spanking them. Spanking is different than beating, for one. You know, but, you know, I'm like, that's, that's a last resort. You know, that's, that's the end game. Well, you I know? know, and there's an age 
and I'll, and I'll shut up on that one. But there's an age on that too. You don't you can't spank your 16, 17 year old kid. I mean, really, what are they gonna? There's there's more productive ways to discipline, you know, as the kids get older. Well, you can probably personally attest, but there are times when a, a 16, 17 year old, like father to son, whenever he tries to, to buck up to you or test your manhood, that you do have to take it up another level. You're line. darn right. I mean, if any of my kids, you know, at a young age, kids are going to be kids. You know, you're not going to do that. But it's control. 16, 17, 18, I don't care if they're 30. Yeah. You disrespect me, it's one thing. You disrespect my wife, it's another. And I'll put your ass on the ground. That's And that's, I'm sorry, that's how it should be. Should you have a bloodbath? No. Uh -huh, no. Should you start breaking noses and, uh -huh. you know, breaking bones? No. But there's respect. And you and and people need to understand that. But see, the thing of it is, everybody. Oh, I can't believe you do that to your kids. That's bad. Okay, I'll do it to a stranger too. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that that rule is not way. just applicable to my kids. Yeah, that that's across the board. Oh yeah, you just hit random. People. You know, now I'm me. I'm a grown man. You can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. I'm pretty thick skin. It don't bother me. You can say whatever you want. People want to test it. Put it on social media. I don't care. It don't bother me. Um. Yeah, I feel like you covered so much there. Uh, but I get one of the things that I would kind of, I guess, draw back to is this idea of, you know, if you, as a parent, if you're not involved, you know, maybe you're working, both parents are working at home and they're not able to be there for their kid as much. And whenever they do get home, you know, they've got chores to do, well, dinner to make. But uh, look at... You're because I know I know the road you're traveling. Yeah, and I'm not know, trying to cut you off, cut you off, cut you off. But look at the, you know, the uh, where we're at with things right now, and stuff like that. That if what I just said with with you particularly, you know, in that scenario, because you've tried it, but there's a lack of respect. If those kids were taught that, it would have it would probably never got to that point. And and so that starts at a very early age. And so that goes all the way back down to cell phones. That goes back down to, you know, all these other issues. Well, and, you know, that's kind of where I was kind of go with it, too, is that it, it sets a precedent to the child that they should do the same thing. You know, if they see you on your phone or watching a TV show uh, or basically not doing family productive activities. Like right now? I'm texting. I'm not listening to you. No, yeah, yeah, look at you, man. I'm a bad dad. Yeah, 16. You don't look like a 16, but... I look like I'm like... Oh, 55, 60. <laughs> uh, but anywho, no, it, to me, it, there's a, a level of, as a parent in that grinding mode, you still have to understand what you're grinding for. And I feel like that's where a lot of parents go wrong, is that they kind of become neglectful parents who are focusing on themselves you know, their careers or, you know, their own lives so much so that they're forgetting that they have to create a solid foundation for the child that they created. Uh, you know, to kind of give one of my own personal side of the, of the story, you know, I remember growing up what it was like to have parents that don't tell you the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, they'll put on a, a good show in front of the law enforcement officer who's bringing you back uh, for breaking the law, but after that, it's right back to do what you want, when you want. And the problem with that is that 
you don't ever say it out loud, but as a kid, you crave some type of authority or someone to teach you how to get better. You know, because whenever you are breaking the law, for the most part, unless you're just a, a psychopath or you're suffering from social disorders because you weren't being raised properly, uh, <laughs> sorry, you kind of get to a point where, shoot, I kind of blanked there. Uh, well, I mean, the kids, you know, the kids want attention. Adults want attention. I mean, I've already said that with other stuff, you know, too, with social media. They're striving for attention. They're hungry for it. And kids are getting where you can. And, you know, to even take it deeper into social media, you know, that's why these kids are plugging in. It's why adults plug into it, because they feel like they need outside attention. You know, I've got thousands of people on, on, on social media. I don't even know, probably about 100 of them. I, and I, and I, maybe more, maybe less, but people want the attention. And so there's, there is proven, you know, stuff out there that there's dopamine really, you know, all these other things that people get aroused out of it for, yeah. for oh, I got a hundred likes. I go, oh, I got a thousand, you know, whatever. And so or it's attention. Girl like and so, or the job, whatever. What you were saying, you know, in regards to, you know, people get in trouble with the law, just for an example, I know they're, they're bigger picture there is what you're trying to say, but yeah. So if they're not getting the attention at home, they go out, they get in trouble, do whatever. Even if it's negative attention, people still feed off that. And so it, they repeat that event to some degree, not everybody, but to some level, there's people that will repeat that negative thing just so they can get that attention. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, no, uh, you, you definitely see it a lot with kids that don't get any kind of positive feedback from their parents, uh, or not even so much positive feedback, because you can have a parent that tells you you're great, but then you, know, you go to the tryouts and you realize really fast that you're not great at all. And you actually suck. So there, there is a level of your parents can lie to you and make you think that you're something that you're not. Um, well, a good parent, would, you know, you're not going to tell your kid, say, you suck at basketball, you need to stop. Although, it's what I did. It works, I think, every kid. Yeah. I, I'm serious. I mean, you, you were there. I mean, you know, it wasn't quite so blunt. But, you know, like, this is not your thing. You don't know how to play. You know, you're so far behind. Now, people need to understand, you know, we're talking – a junior senior in high school starting out you're like you're gonna left behind you don't know nothing you're gonna you're gonna be benched a lot so that conversation needs to be had now am I the perfect parent nope not gonna claim that I am but I'm real I'm gonna explain to you what it is you know or the reasons why but a good parent if their kids are horrible at that thing they need to approach that with a fair amount of love and caution but you know, show your kids, not push your kids, but show your kids other things that you, that they are good at, that they can excel at, yeah. you know, so they can actually, you know, it, it excel in those things. So they're not having to show up to these stupid little games where everybody gets a trophy, you know I mean? And that's what it is. I mean, I, I've coached, you know, I've coached before and that's kind of to some degree is what that scenario was like, you know, everybody's a winner at this no, no, they're not. You know, however, I don't agree with that everybody's a winner type attitude. Whenever I coached, I played. I didn't care if we won, didn't care if we lost. And I told the parents that from day one. If you don't like it, take them off the team because I'm not the guy for you. You know, but that's what parents need to realize. You know, this it is a competitive world, but guess what? You don't have to win at everything. You know, it's okay to get beat down a little bit in some of these things, not physically, but get tore down a little bit it's okay to lose and you learn from your mistakes and we don't because you have parents that come in and want to kiss their kids butt 
and you know they can do no wrong and they learn nothing productive in their life but also to society because they've had a mom and daddy that holds their freaking hand every time and never freaking lets them experience the pain well uh you know it kind of goes deeper than that too number one i feel like what you're saying is that you have to put effort into understanding your child who they are because you could have twins and they could be two completely different people personality wise uh, so I do think that's one of the coolest things about humans is that we are all different. You know, none of us are exactly the same, uh, which is unique. But beyond that, you know, to kind of get back to that effort point, you know, you're, you're talking about having to take the time to understand who they are and what they could be good at and then exposing them to it. You know, and to me that kind of defeats the purpose of boarding schools, summer camps, you know, uh, all these things that parents are sending their kids off to go and do rather than take the time to get to know them themselves. Well, that's what it is. I mean, you know, it, if, and what well, we say, you know, is so the social media, you know, talking, we talk about, you know, just something simple as sitting at the dinner table, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, we'll send them to this. We'll let somebody yeah. else parent my kid. Yeah. That's the problem. You're letting society parent your kid. You send them to some freaking camp. Whatever that camp may be, yeah. that's what your kid's going to get taught. You know, our public school systems are already corrupt as they are, as far as I'm concerned, with the garbage and filth that comes out of some of the teachers, not all, it, that, that is in our the libraries, you know, and, I, and we, I'm not trying to rehash other things that we've discussed, but this stuff is out there. Our society has our kids roughly eight to nine hours a day, minimum. Yeah. And parents have, we'll say, in a, a, a ballpark, the school system has our kids from eight to three, eight to four, somewhere in that ballpark. And so most parents say you get home at five. They're bed by nine or 10 for the most part. You got four hours with your kids. Yeah. So they are, the school already has double the amount that the parents do. So that means the parent has, if they're getting taught negative stuff, which they are, the parent is have to go and do double the work to counter the nonsense that society is feeding our kids. So it's no wonder why some of these kids are jumping on these bandwagons. Oh, this is okay. Parents haven't taken them to church. You know, and I, I'm not trying to sit here and say that people have to go down the road of religion. However, I think that there's some discipline, there's structure, there's some things in there that I would advocate that are beneficial. But however, you can't expect your kids to have some basis of understanding of why this is wrong other than because I said so. That doesn't work in parenting, because I said so. Now, there's a level of respect and you know, hey, don't jump off the cliff. Why? Because I said so. Well, but take it a step further and explain. Well, if you do that, you're going to die. You're going to break a leg, you know, whatever. And that's what parents don't do. They don't take the extra step to actually parent their kids and explain them, here's why you don't do that. Well, um, and, you know, to kind of expand, too, on the religion side, you know, I really feel like there's a, a level of moral values that it teaches kids and the kind of, if you remove religion and stuff like that from families as a whole, uh, you're not giving them this kind of path that teaches them the difference between right and wrong and stuff like that. You start to have purposeless parents. But what, what religion do you talk about? Because we'll say, we'll say Christianity, and that's a very big one. What, what, type, what type of stuff do you teach your kids? Like the, like society, like the devout Christians today? Because I'll tell you what devout Christians are today. They go to church on Sunday morning, and you're lucky if they come at all after that. That's Amen. not a devout Christian. That's not what Christianity is. 
I'm not trying to call you and reverse things and make it something else, but if you're going to teach your kids something, you better be following yourself. So rephrase that to say this. If you're going to try to push, teach, not to say push, that's the wrong word, teach your kids about God, teach your kids church, then you need to be doing it yourself because if not, you're a bad teacher because you're trying to teach something you're uneducated in. And so a lot of these people, and I get it because of society, what they believe church is, we go on Sunday morning, we gave a little money, we sang a little song, and I listened to the preacher for an hour, I'm good for the week. Okay, what are you doing the other six days? Are you reading your kids the Bible? Are you teaching your kids how to pray? Are you teaching your kids how to give? Are you teaching your kids how to help society? I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. And the fact of the matter is, they don't do that. So again, you're teaching your kids, even not to, to call you out on that, but you're teaching your kids to be hypocritical and it teaches a bad thing about religion too and churches because then your kids come up in a society that they think it's okay. Well, mom and daddy went to church on Sunday morning, so it was fine. So I must be good too. I must be a God-fearing, you know, good God-fearing Christian because that's what mom and daddy did. Um, I would say those are the ones who get the most attention. But the ones who are doing it right, you know, you, you really don't know them because they're doing it right. Not really, because of a person, uh, according to biblical standards, if somebody looks at the Bible for what it is, if you are doing things and living by the way the Bible says, you are going to be the outcast of the bunch. Well, what I'm saying is if we're specifically talking about the church setting, I do feel like a lot of people that attend church, um, yeah, you're always going to have a, a good portion that are there for Sunday morning church and then do nothing for the other six and a half days throughout the week. But I also think there's another sect that's not overly religious. You know, they're not cramming religion down their children's throat, but they're showing them through, you know, teachings, through readings, through attending church on a regular basis, why this book has truths in it and how it can apply to your life today, even though it was written 2,000 years ago. And that... You know, it gives you a sense uh, or a respect for human life, ultimately, than not having it. You know, you well, there's 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 principles that I believe you go outside of biblical people know. You know, these things ultimately at the end of the day, you don't have to teach somebody it's bad to do certain things. You know, obviously, if you you know you cuss around your kid, apparently they're going to talk that way and tell something. You know, along the line. I mean, you know. I know church is just one of the talking, you know, basically a talking point towards this, you know, and, and there's been, there's great benefits from it. I get that, but it's not for everybody, you know, so, you know, we got to address the whole audience per se, but you know, that is one, I mean, Christianity or religion, I don't say Christianity because everybody has, there's a lot of religions out there people follow, but you know, you, you have to be, I, I, I'm not trying to be careful because I really don't care. I don't really care what people think about it too much. But, you know, there's fine people out there that's, that I, you know, Christians don't want to admit it, but you know, there's good people out there that's not Christians. They have, you know, beliefs, but there's a belief system behind, I guess I'm trying to say, there's a core belief system of something that propelled them to be that person, a good person, you know, and, and I'm sure that, you know, there is religion. The, the thing of it is you can mark out religion completely from the picture if you want to say you can do that. But regardless, if you're trying to teach your kids to be good people, even though you may not call it religion, it's still there. Yeah.
as, you know, it's a religion because it's a teaching that's been passed down from generation to generation. Sure, so I mean, it, people people yeah. all all day long, you know, not to get up, keep going on a religious debate, but people are dumb when it comes to that stuff. And people don't, that, oh, I'm an atheist, I'm that, I'm, I'm a Hellenist, I don't believe in God, I don't, okay, then why do you celebrate Christmas? I just debunked, well, and then they're like, I don't. Well, I, don't do I just literally debunked pretty much all atheism. <laughs> you know, what we call it, some, call it what you want. Yeah, you can call it Satan's holiday if you want, but the bottom line of it is you're celebrating on December 25th. It's a world-known holiday. It's Christianity. You're celebrating Christ. You're celebrating Christmas. Yeah. So you can take Christ out of Christmas. You can do all that stuff, but the bottom line of it is you're still celebrating it. And, you know, we could get on and on and on about biblical scripture and stuff behind that and how God uses even bad bad people to, for these things and stuff like that. And that's not what I'm here to say. What I'm saying is, you know, we teach these kids. They know that. They can stand up for those things. Why Why do we Why do we have Christmas? Well, let me explain why. As a parent. It's good parenting. Explain these things. You know, I personally, you know, my experience is I don't teach my kids about Santa Claus. Why? Where's the parenting come into that? Because I don't, I don't want to lie to my kids. I try no. to, have I ever told a lie? Yeah, I have. I'm not perfect. I'm human. But I do my best to always tell my kids the truth, no matter what. You know, so I haven't been in an abusive relationship. I haven't been in those alcohol or drugs in any of those situations. However, these things come up. And if we're talking about the parents, you know, they need to be truthful in these situations. So when these kids are, you know, five you're not going to explain to a five-year-old the same as a 15, but these kids are going through divorces, things that's going on. We need to be yeah. truthful with them, and that's a, a bad parent, you know? Yeah, well, and, the, it, I feel like you hear it all the time. Number one, from people that are divorced, that try doing the tactic of, I hate my spouse, but I love my kids, so I'm going to stick with the spouse to have the best relationship I can with my kids. And the kids see right through it. You know, and it's because there's a, an energy level, I feel like, that comes with love and loving your spouse. Uh, and if you don't have it, people pick up on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and kids will hold resentment for that later yeah, on, to I'm some degree. Saying. I mean, I've seen it. I personally haven't had it happen in my life. You know, my mom and dad are still alive. Mom and dad still married. I have been for years and years. I've only been married once, and same thing for myself. But I have fostered a ton of kids. And I have seen the effects of it. I've helped counsel people in, in these in these areas. I've helped you know numerous people through divorces, and yeah, the kids have resentment yeah. towards that even that little thing about well, how come dad did this? And then they get lied to by mom for years, and then they get up old enough, and they're like, oh, dad actually wasn't that person, or vice versa, <laughs> you know. And then and then what that parent fought so long to hold on to to try to keep that kid in their life which typically in this society is leverage mm -hmm. you know that's a piece of crap parent as far as i'm concerned right there is people yeah, that use their kids as leverage yeah you know i mean that's a whole you know, it was yeah. not it's, it fits right into yeah, this it no, really it does yeah, that's, because that's and, and it's not just women it's it's men too they do it both ways is it predominantly i think more women sure i think it yeah, is in today's world yeah you know women have i think a lot more rights to some degree in the courts it just from basic experience, yeah, it's, it's but totally those crazy. tides are changing, yeah. you know, and the courts are starting to recognize these things. Now, I mean, and I think that not to take away from women and not to put on men or back, back and forth. I mean, come on, you're breastfeeding your kid, kind of hard for a guy to do that. Yeah. However, 
those tides have changed because now you can buy that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you can get this true. stuff, you know, I wouldn't just get it off Craigslist. However, this stuff's out there. there it's becoming, it's coming a lot easier and stuff like that. So th what it was, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, stuff like that, that's not where we're at. And so that card, card party can't get played anymore. You know? oh. And there's, there's some states, I think, or some counties in states that are worse than others. We don't live in one. I think they're pretty fair. Don't agree with all the judges. I don't agree with all the, the stuff. Um, however, you know, when these parents get into divorce, well, I don't like so-and-so, I don't like so-and-so. Okay, that's fine. You know, I don't agree with divorces either, but there, there's a time and place. Yeah. Don't drag your kids into it. Don't use your kids as a leverage point against their dad because the bottom line of it is, and I don't care if women like it or not, I don't care if guys like what I got to say about it or not. It took two to tango. It took two to get there. Yeah. That guy has just as much equal rights to that kid as that woman does and vice versa. And women and men need to quit using their kids as hostages in court and they need to quit using their kids and hostages in life too. And let them be kids. Let them play in the dirt. Let them play on the slides. Let them do the things that kids should enjoy and quit abusing your kids psychologically as piece of crap parents and leveraging them with just like, it's like you're holding your kids hostage. What, you, what you're basically doing in that scenario is you're putting a gun to the other person's head and say, you will do what I want. And if you don't, you'll never see your kid. That is exactly the same crap that is coming out of this society that we live in. Well, uh, yeah, and I feel like to kind of take it a step further too, whenever you're talking about, or whenever you're talking about women and them withholding that relationship from their father, there's also kind of a flip side to that though of, Sometimes the woman is like begging the man to have more of a relationship with their child and you got a piece of crap dad who's just too busy. You know, he's working or being a piece of crap. Uh, and so there, there is that delicate balance, I feel like, especially if you're talking court system, of giving people the, the power and leverage that they need, but also being fair and trying to discern is this person weaponizing the child or well that's two different scenarios trying to get you're trying to support. put you're trying to almost the way you word that you're almost trying to put one into the other casually and that's not what i'm doing there's a distinct difference between somebody that wants to be a parent yeah and, and somebody that is yeah. obligated to other stuff because they're not prioritizing in what i would say being a bad parent not prioritizing the obligations Bottom line of it is, you had sex with that person. You made a kid, whether you like it or not, man up or woman up, either way. And so the person is, well, I've, I've got a lot of work. I've got this and that. Okay, what's your priority to your kids? Okay, it's not your kids, it's child abuse. It's neglect. But the bottom line, I would say child abuse, but it's neglect because your kids are first. Now, I understand this is not a scenario that what I'm painting is not a scenario this person has to work their butt off to pay it, but on the same I say to pay for everything, but on the same hand, because of the injustice that's done to men and women, and it goes both ways. Typically, I see, see it more in men than I do women, is they have to work three or four jobs. They can't freaking see their kid because they've got to pay so much in dang child support that they can't afford not to work. And if they don't, they go to jail because of that. I know a guy that's doing that right now. Has he made some mistakes? She sure has. I'll give it to that person. You know. However, he wants to be a dad. He wants to see his kid. But on to some degree, he can't because that kid is getting held leverage. He don't have the money for a good attorney, or not a good attorney, he don't have the money for an attorney at all, okay? 
And next to that, he's having to work all these insane hours and jobs to pay the astronomical amount of child support that is demanded, not by her. I'll give her that, not by her, by the state. Yeah, no, they definitely help uh, make corporations a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, it's a handout. You walk down to these places and you do that. And that's, again, it's bad parenting because I think it's a bad parent to to put so much burden on the other parent. These are not just a talking point that I'm trying to say here that it's like, okay, let's bash the people that do this or that. No, I'm using it as a talking point. So this is bad parenting. The people's doing that to their kids to get at their spouse, to get at their ex-spouse, whatever it may be. And that's the stuff. The reason why that's a big deal, it doesn't sound like a big deal. It sounds like a rant. But the problem is that's what you're teaching your kids. <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff we're teaching our society. You don't like it. You didn't get what you want. Take them to court. Sue them. Yeah. You know, I mean, for everything, for every little thing, that's the thing. You spill hot coffee in your lap. You sue McDonald's and become a millionaire. You know, and not it happened once, it happened twice. You know, I mean, what are they going to do if I get a mocha and they and they put the wrong kind of chocolate? I said, well, that's supposed to be regular chocolate, not dark chocolate. Sounds stupid, but that's the society we live in. Everybody's so happy. Everybody's just that. But hey, you go back into what we're talking about a minute ago, biblical standards. Talk about the Bible. There's, there's, there's stuff that talks about lawsuits and stuff in the Bible. So we should be teaching our kids to not deal with these things this way. And this is why the... You know, you got me going now, but with the, with the racism, to homosexuality, to political stuff, you know, look at it and act correctly, not act like a child, not trying to demean and take away from everybody else, but to look at it correctly and address it correctly. And that's what we need to do with our kids, to be good parents. We need to look at the situation, deal with it correctly, handle it correctly, for the best, and best interest of our kid long term, not just react out of anger or fear or whatever else. So, yeah, okay, that kind of leads me to a good question then. What would be the worst parenting style out there? You know, from a, you, know, you got authoritarians, uh, authoritative people, passive parents, helicopter parents, uh, neglectful parents well i think there's a there's a bad mix of a lot of them. the ones that i i personally that i think is the worst is the ones that don't you know have control of their kids and i'm not saying the little two or three year old you know i'm talking you know up you know even upwards in age where these kids even at a young age you walk into walmart kids you know flopping on the floor beginning to get candy you know there's a solution to that jerk his butt up out of that floor and bust his butt. Give him something to cry about. That's the solution. Yeah. You do that a couple of times. <clears throat> is spanking the kid that big of a deal? Not necessarily. And people will hate what I'm about to say. I know they will. Embarrass that kid just like he's doing you. It don't last very long. You'll stop that crap. Yeah. No. Now, does that work on a four-year-old? No. Will that work on an eight or nine, ten-year-old? It starts too very quickly. Yeah. So the parents that don't do anything, they're just like, oh, well, he just, you know, sit there and watch and expect everybody else to smile at it like they do. No. The parents that, you know, their kids are, you know, paying the butt or did something stupid and they, well, you know, he just did it, making excuses for them. No, your kid's stupid. He shouldn't have done it. You know, bottom line. 
Uh, well, you know, I guess to my my take on it personally would definitely have to be helicopter parents. You know, you you kind of look at a authoritarian approach where it's do what I say, my way or the highway. You know, uh, yeah, that can suck growing up in a household like that where your life is decided by your parent in every way. But you grow up with discipline, and you know, although you, you may end up, means? I thought helicopter. I thought I was a helicopter parent. You get in my zone, I'm gonna cut you down. Yeah. I will put oh. you in your place. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just joking. That's, that's bad. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dad joke. <laughs> um, but no, the you know with an authoritarian the the point that I was getting though with an authoritarian type parent, um, at the very least, they're getting structure and discipline from this individual that they can apply to their life later. The problem with a helicopter parent, and I feel like a lot of younger parents my age fall into this category, unfortunately, is that you're trying to be so relevant in your child's life that you are forgetting to let them learn what life is about. You know, you're uh, protecting them and shielding them from any criticism, which, you know, you definitely need to be one of your child's biggest supporters, but in a real way and you know the kind of like what we were saying earlier about the pushing them to do something that they actually suck at or trying to lie to them and say that hey you're good when you're not but beyond that this idea that you have to spoil your child and give them all these things that you never had um, and and starting to go down that hole of basically i'm going to spoil the child and spare the rod and I feel like the result is a lot of kids following the Walmart floor screaming and crying because they didn't get the toy or the piece of candy or whatever and that the problem with that is that now those kids are going to be parents one day and they're not going to know how to be a parent because their parents were and before you know it you have purposeless parents so well, it's I a mean, very it's a very fast slope as far as or, or slippery slope as far as uh, morals and values and how quickly they can degrade just by you overprotecting your child from adversity learning and growing and trying well, to help with, them with being hurt and learning from mistakes you gain wisdom and yeah. that's the benefit of, of letting your kids fail to a degree you know you know your kids make a bad choice and they're late for school requires different different parenting techniques than a kid deciding to drink and drive, you know? And so you can't, can one, can you talk to them about it in a different way? Yes, but when a kid drinks and drive, how do you handle it? Spanking them, beating them, no, that's not gonna work. But you've gotta be, you've gotta address that more firm, more different to get them to understand the severity of it. So one, you know, the kids need to be able to fail a little bit and it's good for them to do that, you know? And, and parents need to quit pushing their agendas on kids like we were talking about with sports and stuff you know it's a it's a big one you know these kids are running around playing two or three sports all the time are they really because they like it or they're trying to chase off what daddy i'd probably say men more than women men i don't think For women sure. are like i gotta push them you know I'm, there's people out there anytime my kid picks up but, the ball i'm like come on i mean <laughs> let them make that choice you know on their own not you push this stuff so far down their throat where they feel obligated to do it. And because these kids, there's a lot of kids that do this stuff and some of them's good at it, but they do it because of obligation and they feel bad if they tell their mom and daddy, no, 
and it's not, you know, daddy's five foot, you know, five foot five, a hundred pounds soaking wet, dude, you're not playing defensive line for crap. Bottom line. So quit trying to push your agenda off on your kids because, you know, mama gave him the right genes and now he's six foot two, 250 pounds. You know, yeah, he might be built for that, but that doesn't mean that that's what they want to do. Right. You know, and so, and a lot of those things, but that, that goes past that too. It, that sounds so simple when you're talking about five, six, seven, eight, you know, even teenagers, young adults, but that's the same crap that happens to college kids. You know, you're going to college, kid, well, they're going to be an attorney, you got to be a lawyer, you got to you know, let them, let them figure their life out. You know, my kids, you know, maybe I'm, people call me bad parents. I'm like, I don't care what you go to college for, just go to college. You know, get your degree. Be independent, be able to take care of yourself. That's my goal. And all my kids living with me until they're 40, 50 years old or whatever, they need to be able to be independent and not rely on another man or woman to take care of them. I disagree, they, though, with what you're saying about go to college for anything. Because are you really trying to tell me that a degree in gender studies is going to be extremely valuable? In this society, extremely. <laughs> <laughs> extremely valuable. Probably more than any business degree you could get. However, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there are definitely degrees I, out there you could throw. You know, the there's some degrees that I, I think are going to weigh more heavily. You know, obviously, if you have an engineering degree, it's not going to yeah. carry the same thing as a general business degree. Um, if you have um, a degree in accounting, it's going to carry more weight than just a regular business degree, and or even just an, a, a minor in it. You know, so yeah, for sure, there's 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 uh, job specifics, I think. And stuff like that but you even look at statistics proven and I don't have to try to I'm not even gonna Google search it because I'm confident enough to say this that most of the kids when they enter college they don't know what the hell they want to do anyway they have they say they do yeah, no. and they have this degree plan but there's an astronomical amount of these kids and I'd say 60 to 70 percent plus I think it's actually more than that that once they start getting into it they're just like no nah, change of this change of that you know, and stuff like that. Some take the easy road, some take the, you know, this is really what I want to do. So I guess then to wrap it up, um, the problem with, with bad parents is that it ultimately comes down to neglecting your child and not putting in the time necessary to make them good people when they grow up. You know, we can probably throw in there just for nuance the fact that there are definitely just bad kids who have health issues mental health issues that make it hard to be a parent but it's a never-ending process that you never give up on and too often in today's world that's exactly what what's happening parents don't care enough anymore to make that effort to protect their child and teach them this crazy world and how harsh it actually is once you're well but even to that point you just made you know and i know we'll we'll try to wrap up here in about the next 10 minutes or so but however you know the point you just made kids that's you know has a medical condition you know stuff like that the society we live in unfortunately is a lot of kids are misdiagnosed with mental conditions or physical you know or, or some emotional you know thing you know, and so parents put like, well, my kid acts like that because ADHD. No, that kid acts like that because you need to bust his butt. Yeah. That kid acts like that because you ain't ever put your foot down. You know, I know that. No, just it's not that I have to sit there and watch you as a parent 24-7. It's like I watch how you're dealing with it now. <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. You're making excuses for the kid. Now, 
granted, I understand people have disabilities and I am not discrediting anyone that has disabilities. But is it because you want that kid to be disabled so you can use that as your excuse or get out of jail free when your kid acts like a pain in the butt and you can't handle them? Or is it because you're actually a bad parent? Now, and I think it needs to be said too as a bad parent. I think we're all bad parents in some degree. At times. I'm not perfect. You know, there's times where I've been on my phone, you know, in the evening, you know, playing a game or something where I probably, I you know, probably I should have been more attentive to, you know, you know, the kids that, and they're playing their video game or something like that. So they're playing their video game. I'm playing mine. Should I shut theirs off and shut mine off and do something else and do something together? Yeah. You know, so I'm not, it, the whole thing is not about everybody's a bad parent. If you did anything we said, you it's know, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not, not labeling, you know, a bad parent because you let your kids do this or do that or whatever. But as a whole, you know, it, this stuff needs to get under control, just like other things we've talked about, because everybody gripes about it, but nobody's saying anything on how to fix it. You know, nobody's doing anything about it. There's not, I don't say that there's a tried and true method that this is going to work, but do something and figure out what doesn't work. And then if that doesn't work, try something else. You'll figure out, it'll, it'll come up eventually. Well, to me, the best formula ultimately is loving and caring for your child. Um, and being willing to grow with them and help them become who they want to be. I know, agree. Right? I mean, you know, of all the kids that I fostered, you know, and that I took care of over the years from little, little kids, you know, all the way up to teenagers, most of them didn't need spanked. They didn't need, you know, beat. They didn't need that. They didn't need to be disciplined. They didn't need to be taught how to excel. They didn't need to be, they didn't need that crap. All they needed was people that stood behind and, and loved them foremost for who they were, what, you know, the, as a human being and loved and cared for them as a mom and dad should and just support them. And if you did, and you do that to those, and I say those kids, and I'm referring out in that negative way, I gotta watch my pronouns these days, you know, but in, in those in the foster kids I've dealt with, that's all they need. They just needed some, some structure. They needed to be loved and cared for. And, you know, most all of them that I took care of, they succeeded in life. They, you know, have people made mistakes? Yeah, but uh, there's not any foster kid out there that I can think of off the top of my head that's made probably any more dumber or worse mistakes than I've made, you know. So that, that might be a rarity. But I think that as a rule of thumb, that's what everybody wants. You know, even I've not had to deal with that crap in my life, but you know, we just want to be loved. We want to be cared for. And if you do that to a person in general, they're going to feel better about themselves. They're going to be a better person for it. Well, and the important thing is too, no matter what, just be willing to be better. You know, as a parent, that's probably one of the other best, best things that you can teach your kid. So it's not always about the mistake itself as much as it is how you learn from it and how you teach that to your child so hopefully they don't have to make those same mistakes. I think that's the probably the best way to end this show just because how many times have you heard an older person say that? I'm just trying to save you from making the same mistake I did. Yeah, don't walk down the same road I did. Yeah. I've done been there, done that. So uh, either way, good topic, good discussion, and we'll see you guys next week.